Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Graham. Welcome to a classic big interview. Today, join me. We're going back to season 2015-2016. This is what I had to say about it back then. Two million of you have listened to the big interview at least once, and I hope we're well on our way to the next million, starting with Frank McAvenny. Frank's done one or two silly things in his life, but then again, so have I. What I didn't like given that when I watched him, I always thought he was a footballer of supreme finishing, real intelligence, great movement. I didn't like the fact that his social life had pigeonholed him and that everybody only thought of him as a party boy, whereas, in fact, he's a bright football man, very good storyteller, funny. I always liked funny. And what we all felt was that he could take us into that incredible season when West Ham... Not the West Ham of Bobby Moore or Martin Peters or Harry Redknapp. The West Ham of John Lyle finished higher than that club has ever finished in the top league before, led by Frank McAvenny on the form of his life during a season when half the games weren't even televised. I remember being very frustrated not to be able to watch his progress down there. But learning about him, learning about Tramp Nightclub and George Graham, learning about how Luton and David Pleat came so close to signing him, Learning about the things that went on in London, him asking for a transfer, the team meeting that changed the entire dynamic of the season. That was fun. I like Frank McAvenny and I like watching him play. With any luck, you'll listen to this and you come out having enjoyed it. And maybe with at least more of an opinion of him as a top class striker in England's top division. See you on the other side. Alec were a great combination mm. Alan handsome I thought partly in 86 that's why Kenny didn't go to the World Cup because Sir Alex didn't pick Alan Hansen and I couldn't believe why he didn't pick him because it was a, he'd won two European championships mm-hmm. and you're going to play against the best in the world he is one of the best in European football mm-hmm. not just he proved that in Scottish football but in English football but in European he could go and play against the best in Europe in the, in the way that he could play Fergie never took him. In. There was a bit of bad blood. There was blood, a bit of bad yeah. blood, yeah. There was a bit, I mean, I'd scored 28 goals that year. 
and mm. he never played me. <laughs> so I was a wee bit peed off, as you, you can got imagine. You a couple of sub appearances. Yeah, a couple of sub. I was sharing the room with Graham Sooners, and, uh, and Graham told me that he was going to drop him one of the games. And terrible, and I thought, how can he drop you? Because Graham was the only superstar we had. Hell of a man, a, a, oh, a lead and a great, a good guy. Yeah, it's help, him and Kenny helped me so much in my debut when I was yeah. in Scotland. Just two of my there all the time and just talking to me and just you know making it easy for for people that don't yeah. know him. He's not what he appears. I think, no, so. no, no. He's a great lad. He's uh, he's superb. I don't know why he fell out. I make jokes about it, but I think we fell out. We played against Northern Ireland before over there, over it, and it was a known touch. Bingham was the manager of Ireland, mm. Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. It was a non-touch, um, no tackling, no that. Mm. And and I walked off after three minutes. I says, look, I can't do this. And Peggy's mm. like, just do it. And I says, look, I says, I'm going to the biggest game of my life, the biggest tournament of my life. Mm-hmm. I says, I need ta- p- tackles to come in so I can get my sharpness. And you know, and if I get injured, so be it. I says, but I need to, I need to feel somebody. I kind of going to sit, going to play in the street. You know, it's like nobody, t- nobody tackling. I says, it's not what I need. You know, and. And Fergie didn't like it, but it was true, you know, because I've got I've got big I've got big Harry McDonald who wants to kick the lumps at me. Yeah. <laughs> and and we're not allowed to tackle each other, you know, and, and it was he didn't need a big heart, but you know, Peel McDonald didn't need that because he's a big raw defend great great lad, but see, he wanted to come through me all the time. See, but and draw conclusions from that, one of the uh-huh. things that like say Alec and Billy Bingham had, had done this as a pact with the idea that players don't get injured before uh, the World yeah, Cup. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Sir Alex doesn't like you no, taking matters into your own hands and walking off. Yeah. But if I go back to that meeting uh-huh. where everything changes at West Ham, uh-huh. John Lyle's got John Lyle's in the same position. Alex, for example, he's going. I tell you what, I'll, I'll let the guy, no. the guys have their word. I'll no. let the guys have their. I'll listen to them. Mm-hmm. That's two completely different styles of management. Yeah. And, and in John Lyle's case, it took. I think it's a bigger man that well, can I say. Think, I think as you know through history with Fergie now, the other thing that was the issue was the press. If there was two players. Born into football to play together, it was me and Charlie Nicholas. It was by far, there's just not two players meant for each other. And the press knew that, and the press took us away and got his photos with cowboy gear and all that on. And Fergie took a dislike to it. The press don't pick my team. I get a brunt and I'm thinking, I've scored 28 goals this mm. year. Mm. You know, and he, he said to me after he named you'd got, you'd got Scotland to the tournament. Yeah, and we scored, the goal scored against one, made one. Yeah, scored one, made one. Against so, Australia against in the playoffs. Australia. So he said to me, over there, he named the team. And he could tell in my face. And he says, what's the matter with you? I says, well, you might be McGaffer. I says, but you're wrong. Mm. I says, there's no way. I says, Paul Sturrock. I says, there's no, I says, no disrespect, Paul. I says, he's not scored 28 goals in his career. And I gave all that. So, I shouldn't have said that, but it was just the way I felt. becoming a, reg- a regular feature. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Luggy. Aye, it was, I know. <laughs> Luggy's a great lad. But, you know, he's, he's a great lad, but he's just... Uh, so this I is Denmark. I wasn't happy. This is Denmark. Opening game in yeah, the 1986 World Cup. And then put me on the bench again, the next one. And then Sweet Gordon scores the goal. And then, and then, he's, <laughs> and then he, he never put me in against you like at, at all. all no. He left Sunnis out as well, and I'm thinking, God, how can you do that? So Graham was right. The one game you want somebody like Graham Sunnis in your team is against you, the guy. Who, who go down to 10 men yeah. in the first five minutes. Yeah. yeah. And you want somebody like Sunnis in there to control everything. Organise the game, yeah. open them up. And it was, uh, it was just wrong. It, I think we had the squad there, we could have been on. We, a fair game. I didn't speak to him for ten years, you know. Mm. Fair game. Don't hold a grudge. And I spoke <laughs> to him. I spoke to him at John Lyle's memorial night. Because John and he were yeah, friendly. Well, I, I, if I'm I not wrong, no one told him. up stage. I'm sitting with Ray Winston. He went up stage, and he told the story. That he, when he came down to Man United, he didn't know anyone in English football. No. 
and he spoke to John and John was great and he said I don't, John I'm, I'm out my depth he said I don't know anyone he said I know everyone in Scotland I know them inside out and mm. he says but I don't know anyone in England the following morning or two days later not the following two days later a courier van arrived at my United's training ground and John had sent up a dossier on every player in Premiership or the First Division mm-hmm. and sent them everything that John's got over the years he just copied and sent it to him people's generosity yeah. people yeah. That doesn't get talked about often. No. Maybe you know yeah. it happens more regularly yeah. than that, yeah. but for us outside, yeah. we would say yeah. that never happens. It's dog eat dog, but yet John Lyle's. John, John gave him everything. He's opened his notes. Yeah, gave him everything and says, there you go. And that gives you a wee heads up, and I thought, you know, that was why, because I couldn't understand it was that the Memorial Night was midweek and they were playing on a Wednesday in a Champions League game. This is United, Man United are playing. Yeah. And under um, Fergie and John dies John dies in 2006 right yeah, and, and uh, Fergie's turned up on Tuesday night at one of these dinners at, at Upton Park and he got a private plane down a private plane back just to be at John's and, and that changed you know and I said box I don't care what I think of him you know Grudges that's, apart, let's, yeah, let's make yeah. the peace so I spoke to him and he said Frank he says no senior he says, I thought you were dead I says no <laughs> not yet and he said, he said, did I not come to your funeral? He said, no, he sent a jersey. <laughs> so it was all right, but we had a chat, and I admitted he made a mistake, made a few mistakes. Never even mentioned me, he just says, look, I made a few mistakes at World Cup, he says, but, you know. You see, see Alex Ferguson, without romanticising it, and people who've listened to the podcast have heard me say this before, but I'll say this to you, because it's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. You grow up as a kid yeah. in Aberdeen, yeah. and your horizons, horizons are small. So Alex Ferguson takes over and shows you a winning team. Oh, yeah. You don't just enjoy it, you go, yeah. see if you work really hard, yeah. or see if you're ambitious or arrogant or, or aggressive, yeah. your world gets bigger. So that's what he did to me. That's what he did to me. So if I'm ever critical of him, mm-hmm. I, I try to be very, no, very careful. No, I don't. But what I, mean, I would say... I can, critical. I can tell him... In defending him before that 86, mm-hmm. the impact on him of Jockstein dying yeah. on route to that qualification, because I was watching as a fan... And, 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 and I couldn't picked, understand. Jock wouldn't pick me for Scotland. They picked me, Charlie Nicholas, and Mo Johnson one one game, and the three sneaked out, and I get to blame it. <laughs> the three sneaked out, and I get to blame it. They, they so, dragged so, you, aye. Aye, uh, they dragged me. They did <laughs> actually drag me. <laughs> I was there in the under twenty one game, the overage player again, and Charlie and Mo Mo were at a barn. They're going, hurry up! I was playing. I was just making my comeback at the reserve game at St Mun, and I turned up. Hurry up! And I said, what? So we're going out. <laughs> Yeah, right. So yeah, I had right. my tracksuit on and I had to go up and get changed. And we three sneaked out the kitchen. And big jock. Didn't know I was there. He caught Mo and Charlie. And the floor had went more than the third floor. And the lift had stopped at second. And Charlie had kicked me out. I thought it was the floor. And they'd, they'd laughed him and away. And he caught him going in. And he didn't know I was out. And of course, I walked up the stairs. <laughs> so I'm walking up the stairs. I walked out and the rust standing at the lift waiting. And like, oh, so I get to blame it. But like, so, I mean, Jock was even more strict and stentorian on, oh, yeah. on drinking than Alec was. But my understanding of Sir Alex's relationship with Jock Steen is that I look back at the '86 World yeah. Cup and the decisions he made and how things went, and I have to think that he was still not for six by Jock's death. I, I think no. maybe, maybe that means nothing. Maybe no. that's maybe I'm wrong. He was pals with Jock, so I, he, would you ever go over something? Like that? I don't know. But if you're going to a career in football you've got to go over you've got to go over things like that and you've taken really? you've taken the team to the World Cup and I believe that there was a team there that could have went to the group stage it could oh. have went you know it could have got further well look at it the, the Denmark game is a very very good Denmark yeah. with Preb and Elkjar yeah. and Michael Lidder and the rest mm-hmm. it's 1-0 and nothing yeah. in it and they follow Willie Miller for the goal as far as I'm 
It's 2-1 yeah. against Germany. Gordon scored a great goal. They, yeah. they barely squeaked past us. I know. And one goal, one goal one against Uruguay were through. I know. It was, it was a big difference. It was a big... I mean, Stephen Echo hit the bar in the last couple of minutes. I thought, I had to stay another two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody booked a holiday. <laughs> it was, I was looking forward to be To be honest, I was looking forward to getting home there because I thought, Fergie's not going to play me now, so... But we've dived um, into that World Cup because your 86 was yes. so good. So that 20 game run, you talked about absolutely thumping Chelsea. When I came back, this is how much the West Ham team meant to me. When I came back from Australia, we flew to Australia and I came back, we arrived on the Saturday morning in a Heathrow airport and all the players were going away and none of them were going to play and I phoned John and he says, oh, is that you back? just go home and get a rest. And I says, no, I want to play. Brilliant. And he says, what? Says, this is what? jet-lagged ah, after drawing 0-0 Australia to get ah. through at the World Cup finals. And he says, Frank, he says, you've been on a plane for 20 years. I says, I says, John, staying up has never been my problem. <laughs> <laughs> he, says, he says, come to the hotel. And I went to the hotel and he says, honestly, I said, yeah, I want to play. And we played against QPR because it was such a buzz to play for us. I mean, yeah, and the run we were on. And we beat QPR 1-0 and I scored the goal. <laughs> I was hopeless, but I scored the goal. So it was in the plastic pitches we were on it. Oh, it was yeah. a horrible pitch. We, we kept the run going because you know it was one 0 it was a big game for us it was mob I remember it was absolutely heaving the ground and uh, you can imagine I slept for about two days after that so you've got, you've got, you, you're going to get 26 goals league and, goals yeah. and that's sufficient yeah, league yeah, goals yeah, right because yeah. mm-hmm. the total in all comps is higher yeah, that was high, yeah. you click with Tony yeah. everything's working the team's superb maybe there's a wee gap at left back maybe yeah well obviously there's no disrespect to Wally but if Julian Dix had went, but the second time on back to West Ham, where, where is Julian at this stage? He was there. He was there. I don't know where he was, but he wasn't at West Ham. Um, but when I went back to West Ham, Julian was there. I would only change one. I mean, there's a lot of players you could change better players, but if we had Julian Dix at left back that year, we'd have won everything. What was so good about him? Nobody could buy him, you know. Yeah. And his distribution was honestly for a striker, he could ping balls 40, 50 yards. Right, he'd find he? you. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I mean, he didn't look. The part, <laughs> it didn't look apart, you know, but it looked like a Ned. Slightly wild? <laughs> yeah, well, we, did what he wanted in training, I'm he told. He did what he wanted, me, yeah. He used to tell me and him, used to get jump milk floats and all that, and we had to run round, we had to go round Romford. I mean, Dixie jumped the milk float and told the driver to go. <laughs> and the other boys are running round Romford. You take a team run? We're in the milk float. <laughs> we didn't like it running, My di- myself and Dixie didn't like it, so. But we used to share a room, and Dick, I remember one time we were playing, and one of the boys, Jimmy Quinn, I think it was, said, was there, and he, he was in Swindon, we were playing Swindon, and he, he wanted to stay over, he was going to play golf the following day. So he said, yeah, right, so these golf clubs, and he said, I don't want to leave it, because he was sharing with Martin Allen, and Martin Allen's nuts. He said, I'm not leaving my clubs in the room, he'll hit me with him or something like that. So they, they gave him, and his wisdom he gave it to me and Dixie. And we'd, we're bored very easily, so about one o'clock, we're like, and it was in the days, it was the sky and all that, you know, so I said, oh, get the clubs out. So we got the clubs out, and we're, Got the balls out and we're chipping, trying to chip it in one of the waste paper bins, you know, the tin bins. We're trying to chip the ball in, and, and of course it was thumping on the door. <laughs> on the door. And then we said, We'll try and bounce it once out the window. And we dumped the windows. Like, oh, crazy. And they kept banging the door, and Billy Bonds was the gaffer at the time. Legend. And he came up, and I've looked, I said, Dixie, it's the gaffer, and he went, Open the door. And he came in, and there's golf balls everywhere. <laughs> The clubs are aligning it. I swear, I've never seen them so relieved. Right? 
he looked and he went, and it was because he must have thought, fucking, they having a party in there exactly. or something. Exactly, what's going he on? And he's opened the door and he's went, oh, I don't even want to know, he says, he's bumped away. He was quite happy that there was, was no balls, you know. He was, Talk about crazy go. He thought all this banging was something else, you know. <laughs> but, so Dixie's in the team, maybe, yeah. you think over a season it no changes No disrespect it, to Stephen no, Wal- Stephen Walford, but, you know, Dixie was was one wonderful player. But I'm going to go back to what Russell said. Uh-huh. And he asked a really good question. He sort of said, where mm-hmm. are the points that slipped away that could have won you the title Chelsea we could beat Chelsea Upton Park and Tony Gill got injured that was a killer so that's the return but we went in a run we went at the beginning of the season we, we dropped a few points which was really yeah they count as we, much we but you don't notice them yeah, as much yeah you don't notice them as much yeah. but we dropped points it was terrible honestly the, the but you've explained already that's when the team's not clicking yeah the team wasn't working and, and it just clicked honestly it just clicked well then it was just the magic it just clicked after that, that you know and Tony and Tony so, admitted Tony caught it, he went on to become a better player because he, not only was he just a finisher he, he put in a shift worked hard you know and, and he became a better player because of it you know but you talked about so the order of the Chelsea games is the, the 4-0 at Stamford Bridge is the yeah. first of the two games is yeah. that right yeah and then we, so you got the return up to Park what happens we get beat 2-1 which was, was uh, it was terrible Tony Gale got injured and, and they put Neil Orr centre half and Pat Nevin scored me for, for all people Pat Nevin, you know. Not always. Aye, just got his head, so I was ah. like that. And we get beat with Forrest away. Johnny Met. Johnny Method? Johnny Method scored one. I can't Kicks remember. Real Madrid. I can't remember. Somebody ducked. can't remember who it was. Wait, wait, wait. This is not a visual medium, so if I don't judge it, there's a look of guilt on Frank's face now. Hold again. What do you mean, obviously? Okay, okay. Tony Cotty. Tony Cotty, are you hearing your name? No, I can't remember. Okay. Sure. But certainly anyway, and parts it just I mean, three hands. It was, and that was a big, that was a killer. You know, that was a, that was a big loss. I would pick it. Was Forrest it? The, the in Nottingham, yeah, it was in Nottingham. But we, we battered them. We absolutely battered them. So there was a lot of games, and you know, you look back to each game against Liverpool. It was incredible. You know, I scored two, and I was we were so, but they, they were so good, Liverpool. They just kept it, but they didn't go, they didn't panic. They just kept it. I mean, Kenny Douglas. I became friends with him. He says we were the best team that year. Mm. So, for him to say that. Best they played against or best full stop? But, but first, first According first, to him. I had, on, best. In that season, yeah, we were the best. We still won it. We Big still won it. We only used 14 players in one season. No, that's incredible. That's right? in, I, George Paris went up front <laughs> when I was when I went to Australia. And one game and George Scott's and I mean, I came back, I, I wouldn't let him play up front again. I <laughs> 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 said no. So... It was, it was a strange, it was really a strange... What made it strange it as, as well is that, um, this is a well-known story, but it's uh, true, so mm-hmm. I said, like you're practically unknown. Yeah. Because in those days, there's no internet, Scottish yeah. football's not covered greatly in yeah. England, which made me think of the Devonshire story, is that you didn't know much about Devonshire, probably uh, more yeah, about him, but he didn't know anything about you as a no, player when man, he said, they couldn't, they, couldn't, and, they couldn't even pronounce my name when I'm down. So in, it, None of the boys could pronounce my name. And given the fact that there's a TV uh, strike... And of course, by the time I got there, I had blonde hair. That time, so I was ginger at some mum. So all the boys, when it showed you a clip... No. It showed you a clip of Can't me, because I was... And I got all the boys are going, where are you? <laughs> I was like, that's me there with the red They're going, no. I was like, so that was, yeah. But that was, if that was uh, good for the country yeah. too, because yeah. half the season's no, untelevised... No. Tell I us done, the I Dennis Watts anymore. I done, done the Saint and show, the first Saint Greaves show. I don't first know, ever. Aye, I done the. I loved the show, but I don't remember they this one. They had me on. Brian Moore was. I can't remember. Somebody had me on. No, Rosenthal. Jim Rosenthal was had me on the London Bridge, and I had a pink jumper on and all that. And 
bit rough to the night before, but they took me <laughs> on and they were saying I was the top goal scorer in, in England. Yeah. They were saying stop people in London Bridge, taxi drivers and all that. Who's the top goal scorer in first division? Oh, yeah, yeah, that West Ham player, what's his name? Mackie Doogie and all that. And what does he look like? Big guy with a beard and all that. And I'm going, match him and go, nah, I was not a wee guy. Another Jeremy Beadle moment. Yeah, it really is. It's one of them. Yeah, it's me, honestly. <laughs> so that was, that was strange. And I went back to the studio, and Billy Conley was there. And Billy Conley's going, how you doing, Frank? Chatting away. And Jeff's going, what? Do you know each other? And he said, yeah, yeah. And he said, do you mind? Because nobody, you know, this is the programme we're doing. Billy said, no, no problem. So they says, right, rolling. He says, Billy, do you know this guy? He says, yeah, of course I do. He says, who is it? He says, Hugh McElvain. Billy, just laughed. That was him. He just walked away. Oh, fair play. <laughs> he just walked away. Genius, yeah. Brilliant. So it was good. It was all good that year. And did, when the St. Greaves, he... Do that to you? Does that? Do people start? Well, to, what, changed, what changed my life? To be fair, was the Wogan show. That, well, you see, that's, that's, a, that's a big one. You call it the Wogan show as yeah. an Aberdonian. Yeah. I won't call it a Dennis Law show. Sorry, Dennis because Lowe the greatest show, ever yeah, Aberdonian. Yeah. But I'm not wrong. with you. Dennis came down. I, I don't get nervous so much. And there was 22 million people watching on a Friday night. 17 on Tuesday and I don't know, man. Monday and Wednesday. It was only three times a week. It was. But it was 20, 22 million viewers. <laughs> and Dennis came down. He came from so many. He's Frank says, I've got a homer shoe. And I'm going, what? He said, I've got a homer shoe. He said, I've not brought a, brought a pair, of set, pair of set of shoes. He says, so if I cross my leg, he says, give me a knock. And I says, yeah, all right, no worries. So we're having a laugh. And, and Shack Attack were on it. The guy who was on Shack Attack and the guy from Edmondson from the, the young ones. Oh, Ed Edmondson, oh, okay. He came bouncing through a wall and all that. Right? He was nuts. And then Wogan's talking about me because I was just about to make my debut uh, for Scotland. Ah, okay. And, and uh, I was taking. This would be a halfway through the season <coughs> yeah, or spring well, or October. I was top goal scorer, and I was just because I didn't make my debut in November for Scotland. As I say, on a TV blackout, it was a TV blackout, yeah, wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah. and he was getting all that, and he was going on about one's legend of Scottish football, one's just about to make his career and all that. And just as he said that, Dennis said to me, he turned and he says, don't worry about me, man. He says, don't get nervous, there's only 22 million people watching. <laughs> as if I'm going to get on nervous. And I says, Dennis, it's not me, it's got home with you. <laughs> so, so, so that was it. I mean, it's such a good laugh, you know, it didn't bother me. And Wogan, I felt I was going to bring him down because he says, hey, all your people, all your pals up at St Mun, where you, where you come from. And I was like, you know, and I was going to say, St Mun's a, a football club, it's not, it's not a place, you know. West Ham East do, do you, I know, do your homework, but I know. It was good, but it changed my life because on the Saturday I played football. My mum was going to a stairway and my brother lives over there and she was going to a stairway on the Sunday and she flew down to London and she had two hours or three hours before she flew out to Australia. So I said, I'll come and meet you and have a bit, of, a bit of lunch and all that. And I drove to the airport, parked the car and I walked around and as soon as I walked into the airport, there was a queue for people wanting photographs and autographs. It was a weird thing. Old, it was older people. Yeah. You know, granny's not like, oh, how are you doing, son, or that. And I was like, and I thought, I couldn't, Click, you know, I didn't click really. Saturday night, I knew something because I, I came out of sleep. You didn't click in terms of you didn't, you didn't relate it to Wogan. No, I didn't click what was happening because yeah. a girl came in to me on Saturday night and said to me, Frank, the press outside waiting, you haven't got me to me for And she said, Well, everyone knows what you look like now. Yeah. <laughs> and the, it was a paparazzi, wasn't it? The sports press. Yeah. No, outside waiting on me. And I did it. And I remember <laughs> a chic was there and he, he gave me his car to take. He said, Take it. And, my name, Peter says, look, just go, Margot, the girl, she's a photographer. Didn't know I lived in Essex. 
journey. He, he thought I lived around the corner. <laughs> so <laughs> take my car. I said, no problem. I've done all his drink now. <laughs> in the limo bar. In the limo bar. <laughs> How'd you get back in that club? How'd you ah, ever let him back brilliant. in? It was brilliant. Ah, it was good. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I don't know if you found it like a motor where you found it something that was useful to your fun or whatever I would imagine people always lust after fame people yeah. always listen to this and think I'd like to be famous yeah. but I'll give you any money that, that being famous or being recognised didn't equate to one good no. laugh in the dressing room one no. good training session a great goal no. a victory at the no, stamp no, it's, it's not it doesn't come close does it? I remember, I remember seeing a couple of boys when I played with St Murn and I remember seeing some boys and Charlie was one of them Charlie Nick and I was just a money, and he refused people an autograph one night in a club, and I thought, I'd never do that, you know, nobody knew who I was, I was just a man. And I've not, to be fair, I've never done it, I've never refused an autograph or a photograph, or I don't get all that. You see players nowadays, they're getting so much money, and they want to sneak out the back door and all that, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing these people standing, pissing the rain, and mm. waiting for hours. I mean, I, I remember booting the cano out his backside, because I was a young boy waiting for hours, and the cano just... It's a Celtic. No, it's... West Ham, he tried to run really? by him, booted him. <laughs> I'd been drinking all day, obviously. <laughs> he was giving it all that. I said, ah, shit. He still did the right going. thing. Yeah. He said, give the little boy a look. He's going to end up with Yamona, the kid, you know. Mm. And he went, catch a flight. <laughs> yeah. You know, as much as what I used to do, I used to catch flights all the time, but he still, he said, come on, run with me, son, and just get him. Yeah, yeah, nice. go with you, you know, you just yeah. do it. So, I played a game up at Celtic Park recently, and Real Paul Stay and Real Ferdinand, a big charity thing, and there was yep. thousands, about 40,000 now. And I took my out to get in my car because mm. one of the boys had gone out the back and I'm going, What are you doing? You know, I just, we weren't going to the hotel meeting up for drinks, and I just, I got there about an hour later because mm-hmm. I thought, No, I'm not doing it. You know, so. People are worth it. Yeah, it's cool, so it's just it's just something you don't do. You it's a little don't, cheat. Don't, it's cheap for me because we're not videoing it. this. I'm going to uh-huh. cheat and say that. You know, they, they, it's not what Frank's saying, the sincerity's there, yeah. and that's something you've either yeah. got inside you, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> People matter or they don't. Yeah. Of course they do. But we were in a Wogan there, and you, you got famous, but you you were inviting Wogan with Dennis because things were going so well yeah. for you. Yeah. When we come to the end of the season, I, I can't remember what happened to you, but I remember you've got a pile up of fixtures. Now, you're competing mm-hmm. principally with Kenny's, <laughs> if you call him one call it, actually, hold on a second, it was Kenny and Rush, weren't it, up front? It was Kenny, there was, there and there was a few doubles. TC. It was me, Tony, Kenny, and Rush. David Speedy and Kenny Dixon. 
at Chelsea. Unbelievable. Yeah. The unbelievable. And then you, I think Lineker was at, uh, can't remember where he was at Tottenham, he was at Everton. He was at Everton. He, he, but he didn't he was, play as a e- partnership, did he? No, but he did. Aye, why? He not Off the side of the He was up there. So, I mean, it was good, it was good double acts, but I need his both. I mean, Tony scored 20 odd goals as well, so Tony got, I get 26 league goals, Tony get 20 league goals. And Kenny's a bit, you know, Kenny, a lot of learn off Kenny. Kenny was more of a provider as well, you know, he was. He was like you, he was very generous, yeah, yeah for somebody's in a better position. Then, you know, Rush wouldn't pass too much for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good, you know, it was, it was just a great. But everyone, that's why I laugh nowadays, because people say, ah, oh, they're tired, I'm saying, tired. We played, we played Saturdays. Monday and Wednesdays for about six weeks. Why, what, what happened with the, the weather? The, the weather. It was, it was just, a we, we, never played, we never played. We never played for so long. We were in. We had three replays against Ipswich in the cup. Oof. We had two against Man United in the cup, and it was just we went for everything. Stupid. We should just have you know let one go and play kids. Mm-hmm. We all wanted to play in every game. You know, going to Old Trafford, we drove them up the park. Went to Old Trafford, beat them, mm-hmm. and then we, I think we could beat in the quarters of Sheffield Wednesday. But it was, it was just we were. Too far gone, you know. It was, but we did for six weeks. We played Saturdays, Mondays, and Wednesdays. That's extraordinary. Uh, yeah, just we were, it's tough enough. It's like two man squad. Uh, it, to me, I, you, you can honestly say that the weather beat us that year because people just wouldn't. They, it wouldn't be allowed nowadays. They, they and the pitches are genuinely atrocious. Eh? Yeah, they were terrible. They were terrible. We played. There was one game, a replay against Ipswich from Beatham down at Portland Road. I mean, you're looking at a pitch and you're going. People were sliding all over the place. It was icy, but we had to play it because we, we just couldn't. It was, it was white. The snow was white, and it was just the drawn lines. Then it didn't did, pitch. It take, did it take you back to death and dumb school? Yeah, well, it was. It Do you know when you learned something there? Was, you had to get balance. You know, it was. We couldn't wear studs because the ground was so hard. So it's it's moldies. Rubbers, it moldies had to wear moldies. And we Tony scored. We beat them one 0 but it was a hard fought game. And it, what ends up is yeah. that by the time it's in the running, mm. it takes something out of you, yeah. right? Because yeah. Liverpool well, we, at we the went, middle we, of the we stage. Went, this is how close it went. We went to West Brom on a Saturday last last Saturday of the season. But the way it worked out, if Liverpool had drawn with Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, mm-hmm. it meant Everton couldn't win the league. Mm-hmm. Only we could. We played them on the Monday. If if Chelsea beat Liverpool, it meant because he didn't get that point, it meant Everton could win the league. It was it was so close. It was that that close. It really league. We won two one. I scored. Tony scored, and we came off the pitch, and we get told that it was a draw at Stamford Bridge. So you can imagine the delight because we'd have beat Everton. There's no problem with the beat Everton. John Lyle come in I swear I've never seen so many grown men cry when he told us that Kenny had scored by a couple of minutes to go Mido I can not believe it it was bum information so I didn't want to play no man I'm saying I don't want to play and uh, it, was, it was horrible it really was horrible I didn't, I didn't even know Gary Lineker scored two on the Monday and beat me for the golden boot I didn't realise I didn't even know that I was in the running the European Golden Boot. Aye, so Gary Lennon, but he's, listen, Gary took 12 penalties, I never took one penalty. Yeah. So all mine's were front play, so I say I should get a boot for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I, I didn't even care about it, you know, it was one of them. So the boys are in tears because the, the, There's nothing the, the title was there for, uh, maybe for the first time in West Ham's history the yeah, title was there. It was there, never be that again, never be that close again. Or we done our bit and all we had to do was get Chelsea to draw, just draw with, with Liverpool because we'd have battered um, Everton on Monday, but mm. I've never seen Honestly, so many grown men. Alvin didn't want to play. I didn't want to play. And, I mean, not when we get beat 3-1, I think. Because it's a ghost team, and you're not really not, there in spirit, no, are you? I wasn't there. I, wanted, I knew I was going to World Cup, and I wanted to go on holiday before running away. And it was just, I just wanted a break. And it was, it was funny, you know, director at 
of West Ham, I can't remember, Jack Peach, Petchy, I used to do a time shares. He's in this place, he's go go there, son, just get away, use my penthouse and all. I said, Oh, thanks very much. Mm-hmm. Turned up and mine it pulled with a girlfriend and everyone's going, All right, Frank, how you doing? I was like, Everyone knows me. <laughs> went into reception, because we go down the middle of the night, went into reception, there's a big poster. Everyone at the time said, Wishes Frank McEvenny in the Scotland team all the best. Use me again. I was like, but I was too tired. I just I had a couple of beers every day and that was it for a week and just chilled before I went to the World Cup. It's awful sore when that happens, eh? Uh, it was, it like, was the biggest disappointment in, in my football life. That was, yeah. you know, it was, it was horrible because we honestly got told it was a draw. So we took it, we'd, we'd have won the league on the Monday. Let's do something to, to cheer this, the thing up there, yeah. because um, still West Ham's highest ever mm-hmm. finish. Russell's asked again, your favourite all-time West Ham players, please. Favourite all-time West Ham player? You, his, Russell's are, Paulo De Canio, uh, Julian Dix and you. <laughs> Literally, mine, that's, that's mine would be, um, I was very fond of Brooklyn, you know, but everyone knew Brooklyn. It's just no mass cup of tea, Trevor. It's too nice for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I was very fortunate to go out twice with Bobby Moore. I had an agent who was friendly with Bobby, so in London we went out with Stephanie a couple of times, and and it was lovely. And I do an omnibus. I sign when I say autographs, now I sign be lucky, and that was Bobby's. Bobby's yeah. That was Bobby's, and I thought, oh, that's really nice. And then when he died, I says, I'm using it. That was me. Terrible, terrible else. young he died. Oh, eh? God. Yeah, but Stephanie was great because when I'm back, I mean, West Ham's been great with me. When I get into trouble years ago, I'm not going to all that, but when I get into trouble, West Ham phoned me up and says, come and do some work for us. Brilliant. Uh, you just That's what you want in life, you know, not just in football. You know, and, and whereas the team up here just don't want to know me, so, mm-hmm. you know, you're not allowed an opinion up here. Well, you're allowed an opinion, but as long as it coincides with Peter Lobo, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm, I'm not really interested in him. West Ham, I love him to death, you know, mm-hmm. I'll never say, and it's good when you're on social media and you say something about West Ham, people come back and they have a discussion with you, and they have a dis- and you can have a discussion with Is this to do with the, the, the sort of wrong thing with John Lyle? Yeah. So many decades of football. Yeah. They want to play well, they yeah. want to understand football, they I mean, want to be entertained. <coughs> What's the local I mean, voice? People say to me, what is, what is football? What is the West Ham way? I'm saying just play football. That's the West Ham to get the ball down and play. You know, or this Big Sam launching it. It's not for you, West you couldn't Ham. buy that. No, no could, matter what he did for the club, no, I couldn't. You didn't I feel just, right. You know, I didn't. I didn't sit out right. Me, I liked Sam, and I went to watch him at Bolton. I was involved with agency, and I thought the coaching or I thought the he signed extraordinary. He got the ball down and played, and they could play JG. the ball. And if, it, if yeah, and if it went against them, they could launch a ball, and I didn't yeah. see a problem with that. Yeah, but it just seemed to be he bought Carroll. Everything went long, and I'm thinking, even as a striker, when the ball's coming that way, you want the ball coming across yeah, high, yeah. so you can go and get it. You don't want it, so you just got to flick it on. It was te- terrible football, terrible to watch, and they put all his eggs in one basket with Andy Carroll, and, it, and it's sunk. And Andy's not a bad player. No, um, he's a good option now. You can f- fire the ball up to him, but you know, I, I can't wait to Sacco and I get him back because Sacco's a good player. Sacco and Valencia. You'd enjoy Payet. Oh God, yes, God, yes, a striker. I do enjoy well, him. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, he can play the boy. So Andy Carroll, no harm to him, is not in your top three no, West Ham no. players, but Bobby's number one now. Bobby, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby, yeah. Um, I'd need to say, I mean, I, I did like Britain, but Devonshire, and, you know, I'm not a player, but John Lyle would be. Yeah, that's my three, Yeah, my three big ones that, I don't think John ever played football, but he'd be in my top three. Let's leave the celebrity and the string yeah. fellas to one side. What was it like? Mm. Were you allowed to? Were you able to go out drinking with the fans in East End? Yeah, I did it all the time, yeah. Seriously? I did it all the time, yeah. You know, they, they always looked after me, the boys. The, you know, I used to go, well, I think last going I had a girlfriend, I thought, you know, 
didn't matter. I, I couldn't see the point sitting in a Saturday night, you know, and if they give results, so I used to go out. I used to stop at some of the pubs and they went to London. But they, they you felt people. a part of a community? Yeah, definitely. It was great to me. Just very much like these down to Glasgow. It was very much like Glasgow. That's what I thought. It was, it was home for home for me, really. Once I slowed down and started speaking very slow, <laughs> people could understand me. Now you, you, I just became... I think because... You know, because of how I got into football, I went through the terrace around the park. Basically, that's... When one, one day I was there, I mean, Tommy Burns used to say to me when I played against him at St Man, when I was at St Man, he used to say, no, he's ever done. You just went through there to there. You know, and then when I went to Celtic, Tommy says, nobody's ever done that. You know, nobody's ever... I mean, everyone's been Celtic supporters coming through the ranks, but I, I just went through the terrace and used to pay and to watch Roy Aitken and other boys and... And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm playing the same picture. Could, could you have come through an academy? No, no chance, not a chance. Aye. No chance, no. I couldn't have done it. I don't know how Charlie could do it. He's been slightly rebellious. Yes, I don't know how Charlie could have done that, you know. Well, I don't know either, and you know it better than me. Aye. But when he sat here, mm. he said that he lived in awe of people like Danny McGrain. Yes, of course. And, and also, Charlie's not yeah, all that he's no. No, I know afraid he, to be. Listen, it's, it's a, a big front. We've all got a big front. A, I've got a bigger front than Harrods, to be honest with you. <laughs> but but that's Charlie's what, the same. That's you, what I was talking about, the loneliness of London. Yeah, you put this thing on. If you're able, like, you, you could handle the fame, you yeah. could handle sitting yeah. there with Dennis or whatever, but underneath, mm-hmm. you're a different person. We all live Sometimes and Sometimes I go, my missus, my girlfriend at the moment, she's noticed right away. She went, there's two sides to you, so there's Frank and there's Maka. And when I go out and if I'm speaking or that, Maka appears. You change. You know, yeah. I just, that's a bit of punters want. See, if I was really cheeky, <laughs> I might talk about who's the man from Bordeaux. Is it? Is it oh, Paul McTay's all there. You go. Let, let's move. We'll come back. That's in the second podcast uh, with you. I want to close. I want to let you off the hook with two uh, things. I, I told you, George told on. me this. Now, why are you not an Arsenal player? The way George tells it right, is on. that he fancied you rotten, mm-hmm. thought a fantastic footballer. Mm-hmm. The way this is now, he told me this before I went to Spain. So I'm talking about a tale that was told to me in about ninety nine, two thousand. Mm-hmm. But allegedly. He thought he had you, mm-hmm. you were coming back from Celtic, you wanted to be down in London, mm-hmm. and instead of signing for Arsenal, you yeah, went out clubbing, or, or I went, it's no, close to that anyway, at least. The truth is, it was nothing to do with George, it was nothing to do with Arsenal. When I went back down to London, West Ham wanted me and Arsenal wanted me. Arsenal got to win the league, West Ham were going to get relegated. Simple. Oof. Celtic had hurt me so much, to be honest with you, they'd hurt me big time, they money, fortunes. Really? Well, I'd signed for I Celtic. Didn't know that. I'd signed for Celtic. That's why I wanted to leave. Yeah. Because I signed and they owed me about 80 or 90 grand, never paid me. So I, I was so disillusioned, you know, because what I'd done for them. Yeah. And I just, and, I, and then I get told I wasn't getting it. And I was, you know, I was in tears because I thought I was not leaving. I didn't think I would leave um, Celtic when you I were home and that was I, you. I thought that would be me. Yeah. I thought I'd have been there. I thought I'd get testimonial and everything. That's what, that, honestly, that's what I thought. Yep. And I never got it. It was old bored and all that, never paid my money and I was I kept arguing about it and arguing about it and, and eventually just says look I've had enough it's hard in life for yeah. whatever situation if you People feel you've been cheated you left and all I'm going oh, they owed me fortune they still owe me money mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so I just you know it sounds stupid but I was so disillusioned I just wanted no, no, to be loved I don't loved. think it does no, I just wanted to be loved and, and I thought I don't have to prove anything at West Ham you know I don't have to prove nothing and if I go to Arsenal I don't know if I can go through all that again you know stepping into somebody's shoes and and it would be the comparison with Charlie and I don't know if I could have done that and it was one of them I just my confidence was shattered and I thought I'd just go to West Ham and I didn't I, I had to speak to John anyway and I, and I spoke to John I spoke to George and one thing I was good at it was I had a couple of pastry girls <laughs> upstairs getting ready because I was staying in a hotel but we met them this is when you speak to John or yeah, George? yeah George George, oh, George. it was a holiday in Mayfair and a couple of girls upstairs getting ready and, and George and I was I was getting on 
12 o'clock by 12. And I said to Major, you finish this. I said, John, I'll get my answer tomorrow. And he says, where are you going? And I says, I'm going to tramp nightclub. <laughs> and he looked at me and says, you, you have no laugh. I went upstairs looking back down a two-page three girls and mum and George's face <laughs> it was priceless I asked the question no, no, it, was, it was just honestly priceless and I'm going George you see the white cup <laughs> oh give his face it was like but you, no, he's not, said, if that was me I'd have went I'd have went by the bar about yeah, two in the morning just saying us <laughs> but what a compliment to you because George knew yeah he well, you're a good pro and uh, trained well that uh, you could go out at night. Now, George didn't like that much. I know that was a well, drinking well, culture. Do you know what? He didn't like it. The other thing is that I spoke to Graham soon as Kenny Douglas and Charlie Nicholas. Uh-huh. What's George like? The three of them says no. No, the three of them says no. You couldn't. But how did he not see that? Uh-huh. All I'm saying to you is that uh-huh. what Sean threw for him was yeah. George and Frank, no, but not talent. I he's, never, he's I never, going against his type. I think everyone in football knows. Everyone in football knows. The punters think I've been out every night. No, every night life and, and but the, everyone in football knows I never been out after you, a Wednesday. Not a chance. You can't live you know, like that. I, I couldn't no. play the way I did if I'd been out and done. I wish I was half as good as what everyone says I was. <laughs> God, you know it was. Uh, but it was it was a good. I enjoyed my life. You know I did. But I just it was more because of what Celtic had done to me that I wanted to go back to West Ham because John said to me he says look we're getting relegated not even you will be a miracle if you, if you stop it. He says, but I want you to spearhead it and the fans will, be, will get back. And I said, yeah. And then they sat John after it and I thought, I, I, I don't know if I'd have went back if John was there. Mm. You know, especially because he got Lou McCarry. I know a lot of West Ham fans who've never got oh. over John being sacked. No, no. Well, it was, it was done wrong. He should have moved upstairs and Bonzo should have took it. That was the way it should have moved. Everyone in football knew that. And Bonzo would have done that with John, John there. And then you, you, your typical Alvin could have moved in and, and it kept it indoors. But it didn't. They decided to go for Lou McCarry, who was the worst. Great lad, no. But he's never. He was never there. He's, he was always at the racing, you know. And he liked the racing. He likes a punt. Likes a punt, man. No, no, no. But he was never at training. I, if anyway, we, he done hit Celtic as well. If <laughs> we were, Celtic. if we were, if we were to suggest that you've got a life outside this podcast because you want to be very generous, yeah. right? You've probably got a life tonight. Yes. Got yeah. work tonight. Why don't we then close being generous to Lou and say if if maybe didn't train you well and he liked to mm-hmm. maybe occasionally look yeah. at, look at a horse. Yeah. How was he with hypnotists? How <laughs> do you know that? How <laughs> do you know that? It was, it was at, uh, I can't remember the name, Henlow Grange, I think it was called. Henlow Grange. It was in, just outside Bedfordshire, looking, West Ham, <laughs> he took us to, says we were overweight, and he took us, some of the boys, me, Dixie, not... Well, listen, as no, far as Julian's no, concerned, no. he maybe wasn't my way was to the market. Dixie? Oh, it was not, it was, I can't remember, it may not have been, me, Ian Bishop... It was slow. But Trevor Morley, George Paris, Parksy. Uh, was it? I can't remember. It may have been Dixie. Anyway, we went to this. We went there and Lou was getting all that. We'll have bets to see you can lose the most weight and all that in four days. It's a kind of health farm, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a health farm. But every night there's something on, there's a magician, a comedian and all that. Just for the old, it's all for old people. And the, the boy that owned the place was, he's well known about London, he's a good lad. can't remember his name now. But I knew a couple of girls from Brown's the nightclub in London I said oh hi Frank I said, I didn't, we heard you were coming didn't know you were coming with them and all that and I'm saying oh, there's only like half a dozen of us one of them says look we're having a party this was, remember, it was either that night or the night after down the local bar and we've got a lock in one of the girls parties and it's her birthday and I says oh brilliant I says yeah I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I'm there as it happens so is law we're all going we can't go because McCarry won't let us there was a hypnotist on 
Now, I spoke to the guy when he came in, and I'm saying, look, we want you to get our, our manager out. And he's going, yeah, no problem. I says, he's, he's why he quite smoke. Well, he's never smoked his life. <laughs> and I gave the guy a hundred pounds. I gave the guy a hundred pounds. To hypnotise the West Ham manager. Him down. So we were, we were all going, yeah, you're... Because he kept saying it's full of crap and all that. And, well, I swear to the boy, because I'd wound the guy up that much, Louis bum had just hit the seat. <laughs> And he'd, he'd done something, and I was, honestly, we were all giving it all that in front of Louis. He was out. He's, he's gone. Out, he's out gone. gone and we all bolted. We all, we all, ran <laughs> and we all went to a party. <laughs> we, went, we went to his party. And of course, I would love to have been there when he woke up. And nobody said, <laughs> Back in the room. All the, the old dears and all that. So, going, yeah. <laughs> so we've all shot off. I says, Give us 10 minutes. And the guy went, No, I can't do that. He says, I said, Well, give us a couple minutes. We all get the car park and we all shot off. Brilliant. <laughs> And then so what did you tell him? We were in the gym, boss. No, we came back the following... Well, we didn't get back to about, I don't know, six, seven o'clock in the morning. So it was good. And we thought, we're on that. And we had a class about nine, my first class, aerobics class was on. And we were like, oh, I'll never make it. And the cardio <laughs> gets up. We went in and the girl says, oh, your manager's left. So what happened? He's been called away with West Ham. So Patsy made a phone call and he got sacked that morning. So we all went back to bed and just... <laughs> <laughs> what is all that was? And it expresses, how's your so, luck? Uh, how's your luck? So we, we all got up at lunchtime and drove back into London. It was great. Ah, uh, listen... So it was good fun. For a man... <laughs> I, sat, I sat in a different place with guys coming to Eta. Brilliant Spain Valencia player who said to me that he was told when he got to Valencia, you'll never make a football player. <laughs> and he practised and he worked and he did. Yeah. Happy yeah. man. You, you, you're well, still think, kicking think, a ball listen, now. I think I'm still playing football, but you know what? You don't... There's a lot of things that you do and people don't see. You train, you get, you come in late, you come in and you stay a wee bit behind and working. A lot of best players train hard. Mm. I never ever shipped it. I was I didn't like training, but I done it. When it came to a ball, I would run anywhere. You know, I was well known to be. Uh, what does it say? I would chase an empty crisp pack in a windy day. <laughs> I would chase anything um, just because I love the game. Football's beautiful, isn't it? It's yeah, lovely. It's, it's a great game. I love it. I just wish more professional teams would play it. <laughs> I think that's a note. <laughs> I think that's a note. Frank McAvenny, just a joy to meet you. Thank you very much. Fine man. It's an absolute pleasure. Fun man, great footballer. And people writing, I want to tell you, I want to share mm. something. People writing about the beginning of you and say, they say amazing things like, mm-hmm. you make life better. This Listening to this yeah. makes life better, or you make me happier, or that's how it's. Somebody once said it's, it's like listening to an autobiography. Mm-hmm. People all over the world will be going, I love that man. Yeah. I feel the same about football. It's a rare gift to be able to play it and talk it. Thank Thank you you. very much.